Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Good, good. I was um, I was trying to teach my son earlier today to say Austin, Texas. He could say them <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> I wanted to send you a little video where he said Austin, Texas, but um, we're Aww. still practicing. Wow. Yeah, that's... That's awesome. Like ha- I was gonna say half of the things. half of the children's songs he listens to on on Spotify are somehow about cowboys in Texas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Did, so when he's old enough to understand, I'll tell him that we know someone in Texas. I was gonna say so. Yeah, you can uh, take that romantic notion and turn it into, you know. Well, I just know this guy. He he's just a lot like me, just living in Texas. But there's cows nearby. So yeah. a lot of them with long <laughs> horns. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, good. Um, we're trying out a new recording app, Riverside. We are. Yeah, and uh, I'm really impressed so far. I am as well. It just really. No need to mention what we moved to, what we moved from. Yeah. But um, Riverside is the really good. The fact yeah, that they the... they guessed mm-hmm. the right microphone, even though I've never used it before. Yep. was a very good sign to me. And they have drum rolls. Yeah, I think um, the information design is on point. Like, there's a lot of things that I, you just wish you knew that are already exposed while we're recording. So I can see, I can see the percentage of, of my audio track that's been uploaded so far, and it, like, lags a little bit, but then it catches up. And so yeah. you know if you're missing, you know that, you know which mics are hot, you know who's the guest and who's the host. I mean, I think everything you could want to know is yeah. right here in front of us. And I don't know, it's probably a little bit different for me as the host, but it's showing me things that I didn't know I wanted to have, but now I'm excited mm-hmm. that I have them. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I, we've talked about this before, like kind of like inspiring more usage. It's like yeah. inspiring me to... Hey, maybe we maybe we should have a YouTube channel because apparently this thing can just like put this on YouTube after we're done really talking like or live stream. I think it can even live stream it. Well, yeah, this does like so. One of the founders of Riverside actually reached out to me when I originally talked about wanting to live stream with like guests dynamically, and I got to basically try out Riverside a while ago. And I have to say, great example of being agile because the first. UI UX was, I'm going to say pretty, pretty awful, <laughs> pretty <laughs> rough. This has come light years from then. So, you know, kudos to them for like continuing to improve it to this point. This is very impressive. So navigating. Product thanks for changing market it up. Fit. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really seem to have done that. And um, thanks for switching it up, uh, Peter. I wasn't expecting it, but this is, this is a nice surprise. You know, another thing that's nice. I didn't ask mm. you uh, before this recording if you if you were if we were going to record today because I just assumed that we were because mm-hmm. it's uh, I feel like it's it's become a habit again. <laughs> Back in that habit, I like that. Yeah, uh, it's feeling good, man. I, I it's uh, definitely worth it, and I I think I I can say that I thought of multiple times about our commitment to talk about what we can do with this podcast. Uh, yeah. So either before or after one of these recordings, let's make sure we do that. I think it would be nice. Yeah. I guess things are getting pretty pretty serious, huh? Pretty serious. Um, I got a lot of stuff today. I took notes. Okay. Um, 
which I used to do, <laughs> but I guess I've just mm. been winging it in mm -hmm. the in the past few months. And uh, besides the updates, I really wanted to see if we could jam a bit on the reform pricing because it's something I'm, I've been thinking about. Um, cool. So that's that's what I got. Um, okay. Do you want to go into updates? Sure. I'll even go first if you want me to. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Cool. Actually, I thought this month was going to end, or January was going to end in the red, which was really frustrating. We were like mm -hmm. just dancing around the zero percent growth, mm -hmm. and churn has been really bad. It was bad in December, and it kind of continued to be bad in January. And I, I have some ideas for stuff we can do to improve churn. I I know we talked about it last time, if it's even worth it right now. I think it's getting to the point where it might be worth it because it might be, um, it, it might also like help on the growth, not just like in preventing people to leave, but also like helping, like some of the same, some of the things that will help with churn might help with activation as well, for example. Yeah. And so it might it be, be worth, hard. yeah. It, it can be hard to distinguish between those two yeah yeah uh, those those are funny even though they're at the opposite ends of the r pirate metrics like retention and activation have this kind of you know yeah this i this mean if someone it's like if people don't activate they cancel yeah they're right? probably going to churn version. right yeah they're going to churn so it's just a churn is kind of a delayed failure to activate yeah if you have really bad activation you you need to make it really hard to cancel <laughs> uh yeah, there's that do you see the do you see the little animation recently this week or i it's probably gone around for a long time where the person tries to click the cancel button and it just starts moving around the browser <laughs> no i didn't see that window <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's a new here's a new uh plugin it uh improves your retention rate significantly <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, yes honestly, no but yeah so, so but we actually ended in i think we ended at about three and a half percent mrr growth so it's okay. still like you know, 10% of what I want at this stage, but mm. it's, uh, it's better than zero. <laughs> and I don't know, it kind of sucks to have a, 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 a negative month. We haven't had that before. Um, and I glad that we didn't have it in, in ended up having it in January. Yeah. So, um, what kind of saved us was trials gone way up, uh, in the past few weeks. And, mm -hmm. um, we also saw our first kind of like, more significant expansion revenue, which was exciting. Someone with mm -hmm. a quite a high volume signed up and mm -hmm. broke through our thousand responses limit in a day or something like that. Cool. <laughs> which was because it's one of the most uh, common questions we get in support is what happens if I get more than a thousand responses? And like, yeah, well, then you, you, you got these different options, but people mm -hmm. never get there. Like they never, they think they're going to get a lot of responses, but they don't. <laughs> Yeah. And, but these guys were like, they're asking the questions and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, you just get on this, like if it happens, but you know, kind of like, let's see. Yeah. Happens. Happen. <laughs> right. Right. Like, exactly. They wrote me back in like 10 hours. Like, Hey, could we get on that plan you mentioned? Because I think we're about to burn through the. <laughs> That's awesome. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, that, that gave us some pretty, uh, that sweet expansion revenue, you know, and, mm -hmm. and then trials, is up like 
150% or something like that compared to December. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's uh we're 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 close to October, which was product hunt month. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean it, it it's a matter of like a few trials before we would get to kind of like product hunt level and mm-hmm. it's very exciting because there wasn't one big thing in January. There wasn't a big launch or you know, there there was no product hunt launch right. in January, but there was a lot of small things thing. that all gave like yeah. a couple of signups. Mm-hmm. Like some, we got some mentions, some tweet threats, some referrals, some mentions in some different newsletters. And it mm-hmm. all just like, when I look at the, how did you hear about reform? It was just all over the place. And it makes me really excited about the future because even though there's some obvious challenges that we're dealing with right now like our MRR is too low our growth is too slow our churn is too high and mm-hmm. the top of funnel is still too small even though it's it, it grew like 150% in one month <laughs> but it's there's so much to dive into in those uh responses like because people the, the customers we got in January came from like 10 different places so you know, that's, awesome. that's 10 different things that we could try to double down on and, and invest more into things that we know work to some extent. Yeah. And I think this is just the deal. Like we need to find a lot of these channels that work. And it's, it's not going to be one big thing and we can't rely on like a product hunt every month. So right, right. overall, it makes me optimistic about this year. And um, mm-hmm. if we can figure out the right balance between um, improving what we already have and getting more of that growth. I think we're on a really good trajectory. Yeah. And um, yeah. Nice, man. I'm struggling with the whole like pushing on growth, but also making sure the product is really good and, you know, working on churn and, you know, talking to customers and, uh, taking care of people's support, support requests and feature requests and stuff like that. But also just like really try to think about like writing blog posts and reaching out to potential partners and, you know, all the stuff we kind of being really active on Twitter, like all the stuff we do to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to find kind of like the right balance. I, <laughs> I was tweeting this actually, but I, 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 I kind of thought about it. I thought of a metaphor for it and mm. The, the the way I thought about it was when you when you're in your car and you're trying to turn the steering wheel, it's the faster you well if you're not moving at all you can turn the steering wheel it's it's harder, but it, and you don't get anywhere. But like once you start moving the car a little bit, you get more momentum. You can you can mm-hmm. you can turn it more. Yeah, and it gets yeah. easier. And once you you know before you start driving, like you can think about where you want to go for as much as you want, but it won't get you anywhere. Mm. Like you could plan, you can, but as soon as you're moving, like you kind of just got to make some decisions and make some calls and make some turns. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you, you know, you just do that. Like you don't overthink it too much once you are already driving. And I, yeah. I it's kind of like the same feeling I'm, I'm having right now of like, we, I feel like we have this momentum right now of like things are starting to work a bit and it, mm-hmm. it's actually making it easier for me to figure out what to do because nice. I'm, I'm in motion. So it makes it, kind of makes it easier for me to figure out where to steer if it makes hmm. sense 
mm-hmm. when you're still thinking about like how do we get this car to move it's hard to also think about like where you want to steer and where you want to go and yeah those are two separate those are two yeah. separate problems i think and yeah. loading each up in your brain i would not recommend loading them up at the same time in, in yeah. your head it's like ignition and getting the car into gear is a whole yeah. separate thing than driving and i think um yeah you 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 warn people about metaphors but uh this <laughs> is the same this is the same flywheel metaphor that everybody uses it's like yeah i don't know if people really understand what a flywheel i, I didn't understand what a flywheel was i tried googling it but it was it, but it's like, like engineering <laughs> yeah i mean and and i think the better example is um this might go back to ancient times, but it's like a really heavy giant stone, like wheel, stone wheel that is extremely heavy. And so what? It's super hard to get it moving. But once it is moving, it's like, you know, you can add velocity to it very easily because you just literally just push a little bit more with your hand and it just is very efficient at like maintaining that momentum. And so I think there's this activation energy like this and it's not just energy it's time it's problem solving it's this maze that you're in before you get any real progress and it's super hard to know how long that maze is and where the exit is like how long you're going to spend in that phase but then mm. you're you could argue that you, you can see the exit <laughs> of that phase because you have a product that people are buying um and you, you know how to sell more of it. And, and so you're not constrained by sort of ignorance or complete cluelessness of like what to yeah. do, um, which is a nice feeling, right? It is what we said last time about like, if you're not growing, you're dying to an extent because mm. it's when you're not moving, you're not getting a lot of signals. But when you are moving, there's, I mean, there's no more noise when you're moving, but there's also more signals. So you just, there's just more crunch in a sense. Yep. So I think that's that's kind of like the feeling I'm sitting with right now. It's like I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. I still don't know exactly what to do, but I just know that I want to do more some of the things that we're doing right now <laughs> and kind of like yeah. TikTok between those. Yeah, I uh Yeah, I uh, I'll save it for my update, but I I I think what you're pointing to is just this um the more signals, like more noise, but also more signals, like you have to keep reorient, reorienting yourself based on all this new information. Like you can't stop doing that. I think that's the key yeah. is that like you, you still have to, it's not like you put it on autopilot and just press, you know, press the gas, if you will. Like you still have yeah. to make tons of tiny adjustments to get to where you need to go. But the adjustments aren't dramatic. Like you don't need to make a U-turn. You know? nope. so, so that's <laughs> right. nice. Um, you just need to steer. <laughs> yeah, you do need to steer though. And it's um, it's funny. Like I think a big part of a role as founders then is just reducing the slack or the, the wasted time in in between those adjustments or those decisions. Like Bjorn... Yeah, Bjorn right now, like, let's say he's heads down working on stuff, like the longer it takes to figure out like the next thing for him to work on, that's going to be valuable. Like that's just slack in your, in your system, right? But the funny thing is like both, both for him and I, like once when the overall momentum is higher for the business, 
we also get more done faster. Like we just work faster. Mm-hmm. We just mm. process more. And I think like mm. when you're turning a car and you, if you want to go fast, when you're going out of a, of a turn, you need to hit the gas, you know? Yeah. You need to remember to do that as you're yeah. coming out. There's a, there's an element of flow state that you can get into as an organization where it's pretty clear to each of you what the next thing is to do and you don't have to deliberate and all of that i think the opposite of that for me is you know right before during or right after a fundraise or some kind of milestone event having you know pivoting whatever it is right i kind of think of that as more like the okay we need to basically push in the clutch (laughs) disengage briefly yeah and kind of take inventory all over again of everything that we might consider doing and reprioritize all of that, you know? Yeah. And that's valuable because that allows you to, you know, get into the next gear, a longer one and go faster and gets you where you want to go, et cetera. But you're in a different state now. It's like, you're just, yeah, just keep, just keep going. And we had a good, good mastermind. I thought this past, although I had some connection issues on audio, but had you, how did you um, feel about the mastermind conversation after you had a chance to think about it? Was that helpful or? So the, the conversation at the mastermind was about to kind of, yeah, about like kind of like a reorienting and like you think mm-hmm. about, first of all, like is the positioning we have right now for reform, even the right one. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, trying to like kind of think out of the box. Like if we had to do something, like if we had to do something very significant to kind of grow this and just kind of ignore <laughs> what we have right now, just mm-hmm. to, to kind of rethink everything. Yeah, It was helpful to get my mind uh, spinning a bit. The thing was for me afterwards, like, and, and I actually, I, I, I thought I was going to write, do like a small write up for you and Derek, but I apparently never did it. But the, what I kind of left me with was it gave me really some inspiration, but it also um, I felt I felt like we, we were kind of like sh- we were shooting pretty high <laughs> at the mastermind. But then, you know, if I only did like 20 percent of what you guys said, like it would still move us forward. And mm. then um, hmm. at the time of the mastermind, I I had a lot of things going on already on the marketing front and and things we were we were trying to do and hoping to make happen but they hadn't all materialized yet but mm-hmm. some of them felt like this you know this is going to happen soon and this and so i also didn't want to just throw everything out the window so what it kind of left me with was this feeling of okay let's let's see how the next month goes but also like in the in it as like a background process like let i'll marinate <laughs> Let this marinate mm. and think about, okay, depending on how these small experiments that we're already doing kind of turn out, if we need, like, I have some different ideas now for how do we pour more fire or gasoline on the fire or, like, how do we, you know, rethink everything uh, and kind of just, so it was like, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing and completely uh, start over with something, but it, it was more yeah. like, we got options was kind of like the feeling I was left with. Like there's still so much we can try and, and do and mm-hmm. crazy stuff. So I think that's where it left me was cool. Let's see how the stuff that is 
hopefully working soon is working and then Mm -hmm. we'll make our decision based on that got it cool yeah cool yeah yeah so um yeah i'll just continue with my update um sure i well i do do want to say like people have been saying a lot of nice things about reform in the past few weeks on twitter and it's really few like it's it's worked as fuel for me i think for bjorn as well it's just um it just feels like uh, like together with all the marketing like it just feels like there's something there that's working like people are talking about it more than than normal (laughs) you know right right it it really uh, helps to spell imposter syndrome doesn't it yeah i mean i think my personality is kind of I like when people talk about me and say nice things about like I have a podcast, you know. Talking as well. Confession, like... so do I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh it's my love language, I think, people saying nice things about my business on Twitter. <laughs> there was one Yeah, specific, wanted... specifically <laughs> that. <laughs> There was one thing, uh, one of them I wanted to kind of call out here because it made, it made me so excited yesterday. Because, kind of like the whole chain of event that happened. Because yesterday, uh, a guy called Josh, uh, his Twitter handle is Sway Copy. He's a copywriter. And he does mm-hmm. copywriting for really well-known companies and startups. And and he did an entire uh, Twitter thread, 19 tweets. Uh, it was specifically about why he thought we were winning with reform and why he liked yeah. our um, positioning. Killer. And the the I posted this in the Tiny Seed Slack. There's a successes channel <laughs> where you can mm-hmm. share stuff like this. If it's a little bit too much for Twitter, you can put it there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I posted a kind of like a, you know the how how it started versus how it's going. And the how it started was two weeks ago when Josh posted on Twitter about he he remembered having seen a new form builder a type form competitor but he didn't remember the name of it but he would recognize it when he saw it and brendan dunn chimed in and mm. shared reform and then fast forward two weeks later um you know josh is a customer now and he's been he's been using the product and it's great and he made like a 19 <laughs> tweet long thread and i've never talked to him we don't even follow each other in twitter he's not i'm pretty sure not listening to this podcast he's not you know he's not in my um in my network or anything like that and he he you know he came in kind of from a recommendation and saw it on twitter and and the product did its job you know (laughs) you know it Mm -hmm. it made him so excited that he wrote an entire thread about it so yeah it made me really happy and it 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 confirmed to me that we're onto something and we just, we just got to keep pushing. Like things are, things are looking better. It's still really difficult and there's a lot of things to figure out, but you know, giving, given enough time and pressure, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Work eventually. Yep. Uh, I agree. This kind of goes back to something. Did we say this in the last, yeah, I think last episode, um, I agree. This is something where it's hard to see how it has a breakout moment and just skyrockets in popularity overnight or in a month. But it's easy for me to see how it just slowly erodes the market share of other form tools and gains its own market share. Like that seems very plausible. It's almost like inevitable growth 
in usage yeah. because it's just really good at what it does. And it's just like, so, so I think the hard thing for you is like acceleration is the really yeah. hard thing, not yeah. growth in a, you know, per se. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause I have like just in the past 24 hours, I think two or three people have, I've seen people mention reform versus type form and what they, mm-hmm. you know, what they don't like about Typeform's pricing. And, you know, mm. we call, we we don't say Typeform on our website, but we talk about like competitors with predatory pricing, you know? And <laughs> and it's what happens when you have a strong brand and you're going up market and stuff like that. But as that's one thing Josh said in his Twitter thread is there are a lot of perfectly fine, great customers, you know, below the Typeform threshold that we can mm-hmm. hopefully pick up. And as I said last time, I think, for us, it's also about like being ready for when these opportunities arise. Like, if yeah. they're more like there, there's gonna be some sort of moment where enough people are talking about Typeform and how they feel about their pricing and their product that it just becomes kind of like a common wisdom. Yep. <laughs> I, I do think, yeah. So I do think that. You see this in charts all the time of indie, you know, let's not just say indie, but of SaaS companies where it is growing pretty linearly for a while. And then the founder doesn't have any idea how or why this happens, but it just starts to turn upwards and grow faster. And I do think that in markets, there is a threshold like critical mass problem where once you get to a certain number of things, a certain number of people who are aware of it and use it, it starts to accelerate, right? But you have to get to that threshold. And you see this in social networks, the strongest, where once enough people have it, it takes off a lot faster because now enough people around people need to be talking about it often enough for it to break through their noise filter and to cause them to pay attention. You see this with tools all the time. It's like, you hear about it, you ignore it, you hear about it, ignore it. Okay, now like three people around me have mentioned this in the last month. Now I'm going to look at it just because like I'm hearing about it so often, right? Yeah. And so I kind of maybe qualify what I said earlier. Yeah, it's hard to force a breakout moment where you have suddenly like this month where it skyrocket. But I do think that at some point, the growth rate will start to increase, like you will get a natural acceleration. If you maintain retention, if retention is good, because you'll cross that threshold of like, you know, X percent of these people who all talk about what tools they use, all mention reform. And now you're in that conversation and you're going to get customers just because, (laughs) you know, you're in the listicles, you're in the conversation, you're in consideration, um, you're in the search results. Yeah. I think that's where you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. (laughs) Well, and I think it's, I, I go back, I, I think it's somewhat inevitable, I think it's inevitable if you stay at it and if your retention is good, like you can't lose ground and yeah. you got to, you got to stick around long enough. Yeah. But if you do those, then I think you just kind of get there eventually because uh, people can't ignore a growing player in the market nope. forever, right? And yeah. that's why it would be nice to quickly get to default alive territory because then right. we can do that for as long as needed that's right one thing yeah one sorry no no one th- one thing we launched uh the other day hopefully 
well, hopefully it will improve the retention is uh, we redid the preview version uh, or the pre preview feature of forms because be the one we had was just showing the form, but you couldn't actually do anything. So mm. the the way we did it now is, um, it, so the thing is to actually preview the form and test it, you would have to sign up <laughs> with a credit card. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's a good way to get more trials, but it's not a good way to get customers because you're forcing people to put in a credit card and become a customer before they're convinced that that's what they want to do. So you're putting yourself in a bad situation. You're putting people in a, in a bad situation as well. So it wasn't very well executed. So what we're doing now is we're showing you the actual form, but you can only see it when you're logged in. So it's on a different domain than the normal forms domain, but it is the actual form, which means you can also submit it and you can also hook up an integration. You can do everything you can do with a normal form, but you need to be logged in to see the form. And so that means you can, you can see what your form looks, the actual form you can embed, you can, you can't embed it right now, but you, you can see it, you can test how uh, responses look you can mm-hmm. test your logic in your form you can uh, try to if you wanted to connect it to notion or sap here or whatever like you can do that and make sure that it actually works the way you want it to work mm-hmm. before you decide to become a customer and i'm, I'm excited about this it's kind of like a small thing but i think it's gonna it's probably gonna i think it, it's probably not gonna get more well it's it's gonna we're gonna lose some trials because they they figure out that they they don't need to start a trial but they shouldn't have started a trial in, in to begin with but i think there's yeah. also a chance that we might get some people that were just dropping off because they didn't want to put in a credit card to test a form yeah which is fair so mm-hmm. um i think it's going to be a net positive the next next in line is to show the actual form builder before people even log in so um, they can build out the form if they want to save it they create an account and if they want to publish it they put in their credit card that's gonna be the flow when we're done nice yeah and yeah I, I mean obviously we're gonna see how sort of the metrics evolve uh, over time but um, yeah that's exciting yeah so um, nice steering adjustment <laughs> earlier today I, I got in the car and drove up there's this nice viewpoint over a big lake close to where we live mm-hmm. and uh, it's really nice it was raining so i just drove up there parked the car and listened to the rain on the roof and i i, I thought about pricing for reform Ooh, okay and um let's go i wanted to form. get i wanted to get your top <laughs> your, your take on it um should we do it now before we do your update now that we're kind of like thinking about reform uh sure it doesn't have to take yeah. that long i just I had or, some or thoughts. I could do a, or I could do a short update and we could kind of finish with the pricing. Uh, okay, we can do that. Talk. Let's yeah. do that. Got two okay, se- cool. sections then. <laughs> cool, cool, yeah. Uh, short update. So we are um, uh, pushing out to staging and then uh, production later today. Uh, the kind of the new pow- new way to power the, the model output table on the front end of the product what that means is that when we show users, you know, the results of their model run, we're going to begin. Um, we kind of installed the SQL uh, JS 
and what the heck does that mean? It means that you can write SQL queries in your JavaScript. Um, we've installed that and we're using that to power uh, the table. We aren't going to expose it as the end user feature yet, but we will right. have a way to run queries on production data just to see if the results are what we expect. We'll be testing performance because it'll be using the whole new refactored front end. So this is kind of our uh, behind the scenes release. So we're going to be getting everything ready nice. um, in production today and just see how that goes throughout the week. And then spend this, uh, Peter will be spending this week um, building out the UI UX for allowing users to write these queries, which allow them to create metrics. And I say queries, but we, we actually want to wrap really simple formulas in the queries so that they don't have to write any SQL themselves. They can just write things like, you know, revenue divided by customers and it will just add a row. That's that formula. So that's, um, that's a product update, which is really exciting. Uh, on it uh, is, on, I'm excited the front to end. test it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be testing it this week. And then, um, we, you know, the full, in all its glory, we're, we're hoping to get something out there by mid-February ish. So that's the that's that go live date where you'll be able to do something really cool with it. Um, but I really love all of the all the refactoring, all the you know sort of how do you say this? It's funny like these days front ends have sort of a back end, if you will. So the data layer of the front end, like all the yeah. refactoring and the uh, investments that Peter's made in that, I think are going to just pay off so many ways in the future. So that's exciting, really exciting. And then um, we, I uh, spoke to, we have a senior Python developer that's been doing some contract work for us on performance uh, recently, which is exciting. And he kind of wrapped up that work last week. So I talked to him yesterday about what's next, and he's going to be working on the API layer for Summit. So really uh, developing out the what the end user experience should be and what, that layer should be like for a developer to come to our site, understand, and this is the marketing, this is partly marketing's job, I mean, big part marketing jobs, but like, okay, I understand what this is and why I'd want to use it. Let me get an API key. Let me pick a model to use. And then you know, we're talking about allowing the user to get model output in a couple different ways. One is just over a REST API call where they get a bunch of data. And the other one is, really love the idea of them being able to just get a form for a model and then be able to put that iframe form into their site. And so if they want a calculator, for example, or if they want a retirement planner or just uh, whatever they want to use that Summit model powered, they could just add a form to their web page and their, their users of their marketing site can run this model you know, using a form and then we just kind of give them charts, you know, charts for free, essentially. And not really sure how the styling and all that's going to work. We'll see. I mean, embeds are always tricky in that sense. But I do like the direction of enabling developers, sales engineers, people that are doing work um, on other SaaSes, to be able to just kind of come to Summit, get a valuable form, which is a whole feature in minutes, you know, and put that on their site. Um, and really the primary use case there is just any kind of product offering or service offering that they have where the value to the customer is very, you know, ROI driven or very numerical, very demonstrable. Like we reduce your churn by X 
like you can make a feature using summit for that yeah. and put it on your marketing site um a lot of features like that. you know we accelerate your x by x like okay help me understand the real value in an enterprise context for that uh we can power a lot of those marketing and sales features for people um so that's one case and then the other thing we're going to have them do and i'll wrap up my update this way is um uh we're commissioning him to essentially dog food that api layer to build out a personal financial planning app uh that's probably awesome. written in yeah written in like a probably written in a modern javascript framework of his choosing so he's going to be just acting like an independent developer you know with the keys to our <laughs> with to our code base so he can develop the api layer and experience and we're saying pretend that you want to build a personal financial planning app and yeah. pretend that instead of writing all the modeling code yourself like retirement planning and budgeting and cash flow and net worth forecasting instead of writing all that yourself you're just going to come and use the five models that summit has available already for these yeah um and just collect input from the user and generate the output and show it in some charts and stuff so there he'll be doing custom chart work and component work because that's his value to the end that's user awesome. and then after that's done we're going to open source that and so we're going to show we're going to open source the the, the web client or the work that he does open the app source he builds. It to the fans open source to the fans and everyone else is an example of you know here's how you can build an app powered by a summit model on the back end and you know and i think there's just sort of an endless endless tail long tail or maybe fat tail of like personal financial planning apps that could be built and you can think about like everybody's got their twist right it's like the the Dave Ramsey method of personal finance, the this method, just like there's, you know, just go to Barnes and Noble or go to Amazon and look at like the financial planning shelf, and there's like right. 30 popular methods. So there's no one size fits all. And so what I want to do is say you can build the Summit model, you could use one built by an expert, and then just power an app. So really excited about that. We have an appetite for maybe six weeks of work to develop that, and then have that be a showcase for the API when it's available and say, you know, why would I want to use, oh, this is the kind of thing I can do. That's really cool because dealing with all this modeling code in Ruby or PHP or Python or whatever is just like not fun, you know. Um, yeah. It's hard to write, you know. When I worked for TimeKit, the, the entire app we had was built 100% on our API as well, the public-facing API. Huh. So except like maybe a billing route or something like that, mm -hmm. we, it was so awesome to be able to say to customers, anything you can see in our app, you would be able to do uh, as well in your app using the API. Yeah. Like we don't have any hidden features or anything like that. It's just all using the same API that you can use. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. And so Summit, as it is today, you know, is a, is a great IDE, if you will, and GUI for building these models. But then the API layer giving non-Summit developers the ability to run models and use the output in their own apps is, I think, a, a huge opportunity because it also means all the modelers and analysts that have this domain expertise and talent, rather than putting that into spreadsheets, which nobody can leverage, you know, let's put it into Summit and then developers can use those when they go to build, you know, domain-specific apps. Um, so yeah, that's that's the big idea, and that's what we're working on next. So I'll end my update there. <laughs> that was short. <laughs> yeah, short version for Matt. 
Strong update, though. Yeah, we're moving. Yeah, it's cool. So tell me about pricing. So pricing? Yeah. So I'm on the hill (laughs) in my car. Okay. (laughs) No, okay, so... The rain is pattering on the roof. (laughs) I I had an idea, and I want to get your take on it, your raw, unfiltered take. Oh, Um, boy. Because... Danger. So, you know, we have two ways people can pay us right now. We have a monthly plan, which is $19. Okay. And then we have the annual plan, which where you only pay for six months. So the annual plan is 119. So mm-hmm. it's basically 50% off. When mm-hmm. I spoke to Rob Walling last time, one of the things we talked about was trying to like maybe adopt more like traditional SaaS pricing and not have that big discount. Mm-hmm. And I, th- so the problem right now is we have a lot of churn but we haven't even started getting churn on the annual plans because we have, we've only been doing this for like 10 months or something. Yeah. And so um, it, it's, it's going to be worse once the annual plans, like we have some zombie annual plans right now, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so base, so, okay. So the combination of the monthly plan and the, and the annual plan means that our ARPU is lower than $19, obviously. So our ARPU right now is around fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. and one of my goals for the pricing is to get the ARPU up. <laughs> That's why mm-hmm. I want a different pricing, and also, uh, but the thing I want to be careful about is not like stopping growth, because I think it's easy to screw up that stuff with your pricing. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of like what I'm trying to do is have um, a way for people to pay a bit more to get the ARPU up. ARPU up, it's hard to say, mm-hmm. and then have like a larger plan for those types of customers, like the ones I just mentioned that need, you know, tens of thousands of, of responses. Yeah. And so one idea I had was what if we made the current ARPU? So, okay. So what one thing people always mention about reform is they like the price, <laughs> especially the, f- the 50% off. And um, what if we made the current ARPU the floor price? So instead of $19, it was fifteen dollars. Mm. In my head, fifteen dollars sounds a lot cheaper than nineteen dollars. It does. Uh, and nice nineteen dollars is like you're trying to get me to pay twenty, but I'm not really paying twenty. Fifteen is far like that's not at all twenty. That's mm-hmm. fifteen is like a burrito or something like that. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And twenty Definitely. is like two burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So what I thought was, what if we had a $15 plan that most people would get on and that would kind of like give us the same ARPU we have right now. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have that big discounted annual plan. We just had like a normal, you get two months for free, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then we had a slightly differentiated uh, plan that was maybe like $25. So it's still really cheap compared to like a type form. But it's like it's a no-brainer because it's ten dollars more, and you get like a bunch of other features or something like that. Like something, something makes it more of like a kind of like a power user plan than the fifteen-dollar mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I think if we could get like a good percentage of people to pick the twenty-five one after they you know had a form or two, mm-hmm. um, that could help increase the ARPU, and then we would have like the I'm thinking like, and this is a little bit based on what Typeform has, but an eighty-five-dollar plan. That would give you instead of a thousand responses, it would give you ten thousand, mm-hmm. and then you could pay for more ten thousands <laughs> after mm-hmm. that. As like, yeah, um, 
upgrades. But so basically what I'm thinking is like have a, a $15 floor, which is the current ARPU, and then a $25 one to increase the ARPU a bit, and then a big one to catch those bigger customers and just get them in a different, you know, in a different lane, basically. Yeah, what would happen to a big customer now if they came in using your current pricing model? You know, the same thing that happened to these guys is like after 10 hours, like they need to talk to me to like get on a bigger plan. Uh, right. And the get on the bigger <laughs> plan is uh, you look at their, try to understand the model. So you, you look at their need capacity and you sort of throw out a number is what I understand. Yeah. So okay, um, got it. about $100 and then pay for batches of more 10,000s above that is, is my plan. Okay. So it's like it five time it's five times as much, but you get ten times as many responses. Yeah. Yep. Marginal returns on their and spend. it's kind of like market surplus. <laughs> yeah. It's close to what other like that gets us in type form territory, but mm -hmm. these are the non price sensitive customers. They care more about yeah. the features and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and so the thing I haven't figured out is like where like. First of all, I'm still trying to find out if this is a good idea. If you buy the, let's set the ARPU as the floor. And then the other thing is like, how do we differentiate features, especially between the $15 and the $25 plan, if that's what we're going with. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason is there is so many things we could do, you know, feature gating and stuff like that. But when I think about it, I keep coming back to, but. I don't want to limit how people can use the product, <laughs> you know, I just, but then it's like back to freemium. So why don't we just have freemium? Because I want people to use it as much as possible. I don't want to like stop them. And, you know, um, but at the same time, I'm like, if it's only $10, like, and they're already paying $15 and they need to pay 25 to get a feature they want, like, it's probably not going to stop them, you know? Right. Yep. So... It, but if, if it's like it's $15 entry price and then I try to get you on a $75 plan, people won't do it, you know, because it's like, yeah. Uh, um, like team access, for example, would be one mm -hmm. thing to differentiate. But mm -hmm. but it's like it's it's good for me as well if people invite their team members because it's probably going to increase their usage. Yeah. But I mean, at the same you, time, like yeah. if you have a team, would you mind paying $10 more to give your team access? Like, no. Would... Yeah, I don't think you want to pay per person because it's not the kind of app that no. benefits from like lots of users. But if it's a binary switch of like, yeah. this is the solo individual one. Do you want the grown-up <laughs> business do everything, <laughs> Or this is the one where you sign up and then you delegate it to somebody else or you sign up and yeah. you're working with somebody else. Again, 19 versus 25 in that context is inconsequential. 25 yeah. actually doesn't sound as weird as 19. I mean, psychology yeah. being what it is. Um, yeah. And I think you also would generate a bunch of goodwill from the 19ers that you move down to 15 that have one user. Right. Yeah. Um, at the same time, and you could grandfather in, I guess, the 19s that, are, that should go to the 25 if they have multiple users. Is that right? Or how would you approach that? Yeah, um, I haven't figured that out, but I thought... Let's see how different the feature sets are mm -hmm. um, on the fifteen and the twenty-five dollar one, because then people can kind of pick if they want to stay on the nineteen, or if they want to downgrade, or if they want to upgrade. That's right. Yeah. So maybe if they stay on nineteen, they can do whatever they want, continue mm. like continue to do whatever they want, and then it's just for new customers. I, I like that rather than 
Well, actually, rather than creating a grandfathered plan situation, which you know every time you do that, it's it's FinOps debt. So keep yeah. that in mind. Like I like the idea of saying, hey, we have new pricing coming out. Uh, good news, you may be able to downgrade and save. It's actually less expensive. And then if you put that in front of me and Ryan, for example, right now we're paying 19 and we have a team, we would just move to the 25, right? Yeah. And if if I don't want to pay 25 and I'm one of these current 19 customers, then I find a way to shut a user or something and I go down to the 15, right? And I save yeah. four bucks. So it doesn't seem like I We also don't, don't have team access yet, so we need to ship that first. <laughs> I see. Yeah, well, that's funny because you know what we did is we just use a generic login. We use a non-email associated login yeah. that we shared, right? Which you could yeah. use to get around, but who cares? Because if you're willing to take the time to do that, then you know, <laughs> yeah. but you don't value your four. You don't value four dollars or six dollars a month, and whatever. Um, plus, you can just put that in your TOS and say, "Please don't do that." Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I really like having more than one price. I think. You know, the golden rule here is sort of don't have one price. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's like we have one price and then we have another price, the annual one that dramatically decreases that costs the you a fortune. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> costs you a fortune, actually. And, and you don't even know people are. You don't really know if the people who are doing that are like really sensitive to paying 150 versus 119. My guess is that if you go with 15, 150, the same people that do the 119 right now will do the 150. And the yeah. same people that do the 119 right now will do the 250 if they want the annual on the team. And so yeah. you're just better. You're basically going to get a you're going to get a split here. And yeah, just knowing how the laws of numbers work here at first, your average is probably going to go down a bit because you're going to be weighted towards the bottom, right? Yeah. But having the expansion path clear yeah. means that you have a chance of growing it back up. So I, my guess yeah. is you're gonna, fall, you're gonna fall to like 16 at first or something, but then you're gonna get pulled back up through the migration. But our current ARPA is 15, right? So I think if we oh, can. Oh, funny. Wait, how? I think, oh, right, because of all those. That's why I said that as right, the right, floor. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. So yeah, I feel like right. it's like. That's so funny. I, I feel like I've figured out a way mm -hmm. where I think this, you know I think, the people yeah. that want, you know, they're the price sensitive can get on yep. a $15 plan, which is cheaper. Mm -hmm. And it That's wouldn't, right. if we get rid of the annual plan, like it would it would take care of smart, not smart, decreasing smart. the ARPU further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think a lot yep. of people wouldn't care about paying 25 if they're paying no, 19 I, now. And I, and I think the 119 is, is hurting you at this point because it's kind of a pricing. I mean, it's it priced out of lack of knowledge. I almost said weakness, but you just didn't know. But like, it's almost like a hey, we're worried you might cancel after this many months at 19. So why don't we just give you a huge discount? And what you're basically saying here is like, I'll just give you the discount on the sticker price. And if you want to pay yeah. annual to save two months of revenue or two months of cost, yeah, that's just the same as every other SaaS company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's like when kind of my thinking was, we need we need people to stick around so we can learn from them and kind of make it make a habit out of using reform. And, yeah. but I think a lot of people are probably going to churn off that they've made a form or two if they don't need it anymore. So it's better for them to pay for six months than for two months. And as you said, like we just didn't know in the beginning, mm -hmm. but we have a lot more knowledge now and a better product and a almost a year in business. And yeah, so it feels like 
it's time <laughs> to let that yeah. go. It's kind of, and it was called our launch pricing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I think it feels feels really health like a healthy development here. You you know you can segment now your users because you have enough of them. You've seen enough to know you know how to segment them. Yeah. And then I I like the idea of the eighty five dollar plan having other features too that might cause somebody to not just choose it because of volume. So I think I've told you this before. Team permissions is one I have in mind. Yeah, or what about a simple chart, a pie chart or charts of responses? Like you have a yeah. whole, anybody that wants to do analysis shouldn't have to go into a G sheet and it, I, I value my time. So if I'm like, man, I just really want a pie chart here, 25 yeah. or 85 to have charts feels yeah. really nice <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, especially if you let me compare results of two different surveys, maybe you have to, I mean, you could go all the different kinds of directions, but I think you open yourself up to, yeah, we're only two users and we don't get a ton of responses, but we really like just being able to stay here instead of export to G Sheets to do our simple yeah. analysis. So, um, yeah, I have yeah. a few ideas in mind. I think that's a good one because it's a, a power user feature. I think with team permissions, I'm thinking like I have some people ask me, can I give someone access, but they can only see responses and they can't edit them or delete mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, it sounds like you're more serious. <laughs> about this yeah and so you might be willing to pay for some more like control and your mm -hmm. data is very important yep and another one i thought about now was i, I get a lot of kind of like agencies mm -hmm. um that are asking to group their like these forms are for this customers so they need the teams feature of course mm -hmm. but normally like i would just say okay so if you want th three teams you're just paying like three times 15 you know, but then mm -hmm. it could mm -hmm. instead of that, it could be like, or let's say it's the $25 plan to have multiple teams. So if you wanted five teams, you would have to pay 125, right? What 25 yeah. for each team. But then we could say on the $85 plan, you actually have five teams. Right. So if you're an agency, you get the $85 one and you can put five customers into reform. You could, well, you know, you could tell your customers reform is $25 for an account. So I'm putting that on top of your bill or whatever, like kind of like what people did with branch, I think. Yeah. I just had a thought too, uh, thinking about the re and reform. If, if I, <laughs> you know, be really cool is if I could, um, let's say I run a survey every N interval and I reuse the same form or I somehow, maybe I twist, tweak it a little bit. Like if you could, um, help me visualize the changes in responses over time. Yeah. You'd be onto something pretty big, right? Like, like this a product was market my, fit. Yeah, this is my product market fit survey from January. Here's mine from June. I really want to know how things have changed. And yeah. if I, so what that also means is I don't want to delete, like, I don't want to delete the data that's in your system from January. It's even though it's, it, I'm not, using it anymore it's like archive that's but like awesome, the archive yeah. one has value right so i yeah. don't want to just destroy that to recreate that i'm gonna have to download every single one that i did and i'm gonna have to create some giant g sheet that like does the comparisons for me which sounds really tedious yeah. so just show me the results from this one show and you can let me just pick a date range right so take yeah. a form result pick a date range that's one set pick a form result pick a date range that's another and then just do a just do a diff, you know, minus 11% yeah. right down the middle. You could just show me a diff and how I've improved over time. Like now you're talking about 
a pretty useful analysis feature that um, lets me work with the results a lot more intelligently, yeah. especially by collecting email addresses, right? Yeah. I think a feature, another feature similar to that, that I think is going to be on the $25 plan is tagging of responses. Mm -hmm. Adam Wathen keeps bugging hmm. me about this because he wanted to, he want to hire someone using a reform, but uh, they get a lot. Let's just say they get a lot of applications when they try to hire someone. Yeah. So he needs some, some control, you know, hmm. and, and they need to have multiple people go through things and kind of like mark them in different ways. Yeah. And I think that's I, a good $25 feature. Mm -hmm. But like a, a, what you said was really cool as well. It made me think that maybe we could just like everyone who got this survey, you know, they put in their email, send it to them again in a year or in a month or. Oh, shoot. I mean, you're, yeah. Another yeah. one is like abandoned form <laughs> emails would be cool. Like if people put in their email on page one, but then they never finish, like send them an email, get, mm -hmm. get them back. would be cool. Yeah. I mean, if you had a setting on a form that said in drop down weeks months resend this to anybody that completed it or resend yeah. this to anybody that received it yeah now you've actually put that surveying on autopilot and right. i can diff across time yeah i mean dude that's a cool feature <laughs> that's way more valuable than running a one-time you know hey fill out this form thing now you're because then you could just you you could send like in your normal email flow you can ask people to complete your product market fit survey after three months or whatever but then if they do that they're in the product market fit flow and then every three months they get the survey yep and they've already sort of shown that they're not offended by filling it out so you know yeah. that's that's a pretty high and you're and then you're sampling the same and people, the next time nice. it has their email it has mm -hmm. you know oh, where did where did you hear about us? It could be That's the same, right. you know. And it knows it knows what they put in the last time. So now you're doing like comparisons of the same sample over time yeah. is the goal. So I want to yeah. know how these people's opinions changed and spe specifically. Um, so then you can show me like, yeah, sure, the results are better, but the overlapping, th there's not a lot of overlap in terms of who. You know what this would be really good out. for? <laughs> Churn. <laughs> Putting the re and reform here, man. Renewals, <laughs> retention, resend. That's actually true. It's I didn't realize that when you first said it, but reform, yeah, that's pretty clever. Yeah, re reform these people. Yeah, form them again. Re um, reform them after three months. <laughs> I'm excited about this feature, honestly, because I I do think about in my mind, I think about running these surveys and doing these polls and things, but the thing that I hate about it is that. Unlike intercom or unlike something else where I feel like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to set it on repeat. The analysis is always going to be ad hoc and bespoke afterwards. Yeah. And the following up is going to be bespoke. And like, sure, intercom, I can include a link to a form, but it, the intercom doesn't understand who filled it out and, and, and whether they finished it and what kind of yeah. answers they put into it. And so you have the opportunity to like, give people orchestration abilities around. And so now I can invest the couple hours in doing it once. And I just feel like I've got this like customer intelligence pipeline. That's just yeah. run running. Yeah. You know? And you would like the emails you would get from reform after three months would be Simon Snapshooter just completed your product market fit survey the second time. 
here's your updated here's report. What he said. That's yeah. right. Here's how it compares to the last time you filled it out, you're, right? You're losing Simon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you're going to send me something that says, hey, I, I compiled the uh, comparison. Here's your Delta report of yeah. these two, you know, over That's each other. That's really cool, actually. Yep. And, and you don't, as, as Reform, you don't actually need to understand the no. meaning of the answers you just need to diff them and quant and yeah. just quantify just run statistics on the diffs right that's yeah. so you don't know if you're asking like how likely you are to recommend this to a friend you don't know if you're asking like you know how how much you like this restaurant on a scale from one to five yeah. you don't care actually you just need to just analyze the numbers right and you can be domain agnostic in your feature building yeah but man let me autopilot like uh let me reform a form <laughs> yeah yeah, and awesome. I pay uh, I pay eighty five bucks a month for that. That's a really good. Uh, that's an You're awesome idea, something. actually. Thank You're you for that idea. Something. You're welcome. I, I, I uh, I'm excited like to start I'm playing around with this something. pricing stuff. I've, you said you, there's not not going to be like one thing that just kind of catapults us, but I think if we can figure out the pricing, and eventually maybe latch on a free plan as well, I, mm -hmm. I think. We might start to see some some yeah. extra momentum from that. Cool, sweet. I'm excited, man. This this roadmap that I just invented for you sounds awesome. But yeah. now, can't wait to find out what you actually want to do. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Cool. Sweet. Feels hey, like Riverside was nice. Seamless. Let's hope it I, continues. Uh, I. I tried not to do a drum roll, and I succeeded. Good job, man. <laughs> All Sweet. right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the idea. That was a really good idea, man. I'm, I'm now I'm pumped. <laughs> I'll I, I I'll tell Bjorn as I soon as we get big. off. Love it, love it. Can't wait. And you kidding. know who's gonna love this? Derek is gonna love this because he's doing it manually right now. Screw that. Yeah, no way. <laughs> hey, good good news. <laughs> cool. We give you hours back. Yeah. All right, man. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye. Bye.